Hey there, and welcome to Mondays with Molly, where we share stories of triumph, transformation, and the beautiful lessons we learn along the way as women business owners. We have these conversations to inspire other women on their entrepreneurial journey so they don't feel so alone in their struggles, fears, and doubts. Let's take the manic out of our Mondays and replace it with a little more inspiration. Grab a cuppa, get cozy, and enjoy. Welcome to Mondays with Molly. I'm Molly Hubda, your host. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Scotland, Julie Christie. Um, I met Julie Christie nearly seven years ago. Um, <laughs> I Actually, it was probably seven years ago this summer. Um, you had a Facebook group called Tea Break for Togs. Yeah. And then within that group, within like a couple, like the first, maybe first six to eight weeks that I was involved in it, you asked the question, how many of you in this group are either professional photographers looking to become a professional photographer or thinking about like starting your business? And it was like 90% of the people within the group had had those thoughts. And then you created togs in business which is now the photographer's voice which was a right. membership for photographers and it was like the best group that i found online and i've said this before a few times on this podcast um this group helped me not only realize that there are photographers and communities out there in the world that are positive and helpful and just like where I need to be, but it really did. It started my business and helped me grow all of these years. And I'm so excited for everybody to meet you. And I know you do so much more than just this. So I want you to introduce yourself a little bit more too, Julie. Oh, that was the loveliest introduction. And I don't even <laughs> think I knew that you were right at the beginning of your business journey when we first came across each other. Absolutely. I had just received my camera June 2016, found your Facebook group, started doing photo shoots in August out at our quarries here in town. And then you, wow. not too long after that, started your your membership. And I was a beta tester. <laughs> I, I remember, I definitely know you were a beta tester, but I, I you seemed to be further along in business I, that is the first time I've heard that and it makes me so happy to know you've been with my membership from the beginning I love that sorry you asked me to introduce myself and no, I, just, that's okay. we... I already am going off on tangents <laughs> um so I'm Julie Christie I run the photographer's voice and basically I help photographers to become their own amazing marketing voice for their business um as you already said, it's kind of gone through a few iterations <laughs> along the way, but I've arrived at a business model and uh, a brand that I can finally, I don't know if I, if you ever stand proudly forever behind something, but I've, I've never got to, I think this is the point in my business where I've felt most proud of what I've created and feel a lot more confident in business seven years down. So that's a long time. No, I think um, with the rebrand and everything, as soon as you started doing that, and then once you announced the name, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is 
this is exactly what you do. You help, you help photographers find their voice in the world because I mean, if you throw a stone, like there's a million photographers. <laughs> so exactly. how more on and earth, more every day, more yeah. and more every day, everyone has a camera, all of these things. So if you are serious about starting your business, you need to find your voice in the world. And the way that you have um, also, you know, started in the beginning, seven years ago, there was, you know, all this information. So we started one way. And as soon as you switched over to this new model, I feel like I even found my voice a little bit better because of it. Um, so I, I, I just love how you've evolved and you've been able to grow with this. So my head is now three times the size as it was when we first started this conversation. This is so lovely. You know what it's like? You always doubt yourself, don't you? And then when you when you hear some lovely words from someone who's been a client or a member, in my case, it just makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? It just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Nice. It sure Thank does. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit more about, I, I like the the little um, segue into branding, because um, we do talk a lot about branding on the podcast. And I think it would probably be a good idea to ask you um, how you find or even define branding. And then how have you been able to figure out your branding throughout all of this? Because you have rebranded multiple times yep. um, in the last seven years. So why don't you talk about that a little bit more? Oh, it's such, it's such a big question. And I, I think that I have to be quite specific with it because how I see branding or it's very much for service providers who are solopreneurs, who are, you know, basically wearing all the hats in their business. You know, I wouldn't really, I, I can't call myself an expert in branding when it comes to, you know, multinationals and big corporations and things. But when it comes to solopreneurs, I think your brand is almost an extension of yourself and your brand personality, your brand tone of voice, your brand message. Really, if it's not aligned completely with your personality and your values and how you see the world and the people that you connect with in day to day life, then I believe it will never work for you. And that's that's why I have transformed mine so many times because I kept realizing that I was trying to do something that didn't align with my values. There were things that I kept coming up against and I thought, you know, I don't really believe in that actually. That makes me slightly uncomfortable. And so I think when you feel like that, you start holding back and the imposter syndrome creeps in and then you're scared to get too visible because you have these doubts about some of the things that you are maybe doing, the strategies you're using, the message you're sending out there, little things you've maybe said in the past. And you start thinking, OK, maybe I'll just take a back seat. Maybe I'll just try to let my content out there very quietly because you're not confident in it. And only when you create that brand that is literally another half of yourself that's when you finally feel so comfortable and confident and excited about it. That is so 100% true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've tried so many things of like, oh, well, you know, these people did this. So let me try this. And 
it never sits well and then it's just so confusing not only to yourself but to your to your audience and and it, it sorry no 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 you're totally fine <laughs> You, you see these people, especially in the beginning, in the first you know few years of your business, you see these people maybe in your space and you look up to them because you don't think you're good enough yet. Do I suppose we never think we're good enough, but you certainly think they're better than you. They're doing it better than you. They know more than you. So I should do something like that too. And it's only when you let yourself evolve and you learn and learn you continuously learning is a big part of that that you think you start thinking for yourself more and you start listening to the feelings that you have when you're doing something and you start questioning things well I know that guru who you know makes millions every year I know that they know what they're talking about and I but actually for me that's not a good fit and actually, I question what the morals of that or the ethics of that. And it's only that only comes with confidence. And so I think we all start by emulating others and uh, believing what others say, because they've been in the arena for longer than you. But with that confidence comes that and the learning, the continuous learning comes that ability to then question things and listen to what that little voice that's inside your head and inside your soul that says, nah this isn't for you this feels a bit icky or why are you saying that that's you know and then you get the confidence to step into that I think I definitely feel like um running your own business really helps you hone in and figure out who the hell you are in life too yes <laughs> yes completely because I, I honestly think if I'd sat down and worked through a lot of the exercises that I make you guys work through seven years ago, 10 years ago, when I had my photography business, I would have been guessing at a lot of it and thinking, well, actually, I don't know. What are my values? You know, what do I believe in? What is my why? Because it takes time to, for that to come to you. It's for hard. Sure. It is. I mean, I still have my sheet that we made years ago for the values. You did like a whole, um, education piece on it so I mean I still have my little canva template with the values and as I've gone through it over the free the you know the past seven years um I constantly come back to that clarity piece to like okay well do this is still sit with me we evolve and we change so much so um some of those are still the same but some of them have evolved and changed a little bit so you're so it's so good that you come back to them because even when we know them, we can lose our way because you see, you know, something comes along, the shiny red balls mm -hmm. are always passing our way <laughs> and one will, you know, bounce down our way and we think, oh, well, that looks amazing. And, you know, so-and-so is having great success with that. I'm going to jump in and try it. And then actually, if you'd stopped and gone back to your value system, you would have run it through that value system and it would have come out as a huge, big no, yeah. because there are things in there that don't sit, that are not going to sit well with you and it won't work. So we do, we have to keep going back to them, even though we think we know them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when you feel like you have, you've done that homework, you're like, okay, well, I'm done with this section. Now yes. we can move on. That's just beginner stuff. Like, no, I... Yes. literally come back to that like on a quarterly basis <laughs> sometimes a little bit more so if I'm a little Definitely. bit lost 
I think things like that, you know, values, brand message, ideal client, all that stuff that I know everyone bangs on about all the time, but I do think it should be on the wall wherever you do your work. And if it's not, if you're mobile, it should be on your desktop. It should be the desktop of your computer so that you can never stop seeing it and reminding yourself, okay, who am I talking to? Who do I want to be? What are my values? What's my brand message? And also, you know, who do I not want? And so you can keep on reminding yourself because you do, you lose your way all the time. For sure. So um, with your brand and how you've grown over the years, have you seen, I mean, is is the membership what you thought it was going to be in the beginning to where it is now? It is. It is. Mm-hmm. No, it's completely different. <laughs> it's completely different to what I thought. And my goals at the beginning were to grow this enormous membership. I was I always thought I was going to keep it small for the first year or two and just test and tweak and you know make sure everything was working well. But my my five year goal was to have thousands of people in my membership. Um and I can't I couldn't be further from that now. I have no desire to have thousands of people in my membership ever. So that's a big deal, you know, because that would have been a lot of money. And that was and that was a big thing for me. I want to I want it to be hugely successful. I want to earn lots of money. Um, and now I want a real mid-size membership, which I have now, because it means it's me in it. I am the face of it. I'm the voice of it. I can do almost everything in it by myself. I do have an assistant and she's amazing. But the day-to-day face-to-faces with members, the engagement with members, I can do that with that number of members. And to me, that became more important than anything. And I knew that if I was to grow it super big, I would have people working for me. I would probably be more absent in the membership because I would be busy strategizing and growing and everyone else would be doing everything for me and I and it comes back to that value system and I realized that that's that's not what I want for my members because that's not what I want when I'm inside a membership I want to know that the founder is there and that I have you know a kind of a relationship with them and I can reach them if I want to it's just a nicer feeling every day that you you don't feel detached from your people oh I I wholeheartedly agree I mean there I mean there's benefits from large memberships but for you I always feel feel like anytime that I because I hop in and out I mean there's times where I'm like all right I need to go find this this education piece Um, or if I catch one of your lives Every time that I go in there, you're answering questions, you're doing weekly lives to answer real time questions that members have. And I always thought that that was just so valuable. You get so much information and so much feedback um, right away. And you learn so much more for those like regular questions that people have on a daily basis. So there's a lot to be said for staying small. I, mm-hmm. I really believe, and I believe a lot of creative entrepreneurs subscribe to that even before they know they're subscribed to it. Because when you talk to them about it and you say, you know, I like to stay small, I want to stay small and, and here's why. And you find them going, oh my goodness, that's how I feel, but 
I feel like you've just given me permission to stay small <laughs> because all you know there are lots of people over the years who've said to me right you know here's you know you have to use growth hack strategies you can get your membership up to thousands and then you can um you'll have a budget for this and you'll have a, a team every member of your team will have a role and and I was like that sounds awful <laughs> I think I would be miserable. There's nothing wrong with staying small. Um, it's like it's kind of the opposite of what the gurus tell you. But I believe that so many of us flourish more in a small, lean business that is still highly profitable. And if you're small and lean, it means all of that profit is for you and no one else. For sure. <laughs> and it's it's amazing that you had said that like your definition of success changed too for you. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, I mean, just day-to-day -day people, like they feel like the success is, you know, what's in your bank account and how big you are. But I mean, if that doesn't fit with your family and it doesn't fit with, like you said, your values, then why are you doing all of that? Exactly. And how many people do you hear on podcasts on you know, uh, real success, people who we would view as mega successful, how many times do you hear them say that they miss the days when they were smaller? You know, they hanker back to those days because money, we all know this, you know, money does not make us happy and success is not about money. No, it definitely isn't. There's so much more to it for sure. I'm so glad that you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we don't want money. I mean, I I mean, I am still money is a big deal. And I obviously I want to earn enough money to have a lovely life. You know, that's that's more than enough for me, as long as I'm getting to do all the things that I want to do. But time is more important to me these days, that's for sure. For sure. Um, one of the other things that I love about your your group is the community that you have created and i i would i would kick myself if i didn't bring this up but when we first started like within that first year you had said you need to find accountability partners that's and, right <laughs> and so um, i was in one group and then i moved over to another group once the the original one had folded um and i'm still in contact every other week with Baylin and Jenny is still involved as well as Amanda Paris and Juliet Steer, which that's mad. <laughs> guys, that's so amazing. All of you are still in that group. Yes. And it is so, I have to like, we have to collectively thank you for bringing us together. Like you, you made that happen and we have these lifetime friendships and it's just so, so amazing. So the thing is, I suppose I was the catalyst for getting you guys together, but to put the bigger picture of that is that there were lots of accountability groups set up and yours was the only successful one. <laughs> <laughs> and so it says a lot about the mixture of women in that group and the, you know, the dedication that you guys had to showing up every week. Is it every week? Every or other week. Yes. Every two weeks. Um, so that the dedication that you have, because I know that Amanda has to get up at some crazy time. Is that right? She is in the evening. So she's like eight, oh, she's nine o'clock at night. 
And then we are in the States where at 6 a.m. Jenny is in Colorado, so she's 5 a.m. I don't oh, even know. My goodness. <laughs> I have no idea how she does That's it. Harsh. Every and Julie. <laughs> and Juliet's in the afternoon, so that works out for her. So it's amazing. Yeah. And it's it worked out so well for you guys, but um I will never ever implement that in my membership ever again. <laughs> so you you know, your side of it was this, you know, this really successful group. And I'm so happy about that. That was a total logistical nightmare for me. The accountability <laughs> thing. It was horrendous. And so, you know, first of all, setting up the groups in the first place and thinking about time zones, but then a mess, easily a message or an email every day from someone saying, I hate my group. Um, oh my gosh. Or, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Can you put me in a new group? No one ever turns up or, you know, it was just, or, or someone else popping in saying, can you put me into a group? And they wouldn't turn up. So, so many people think they want accountability groups, but Actually, when it comes to it, they don't turn up for longer than three weeks. <laughs> it has to be the right group. I think it's it's gold dust to find an amazing accountability group. Yeah, we we are just so blessed with it. And we always, I mean, we are constantly talking about how like it's just so random and so bizarre that we've been able to keep it up for so long and how only two of us are still photographers, but we've all done life together and evolved and seen each other grow and, you know, have mishaps and like all, all kinds of different life, you know, happening in that Absolutely. time. And I'm sure it's about way more than accountability now. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And Absolutely. then being able to finally meet, um, I've met everybody except for Amanda in person. Um, so that that's also just you know a little blessing too let australia on the bucket list mom i know <laughs> we did figure out that with all of us um japan is actually in the middle oh, there we go <laughs> japan a holiday to japan is on the cards yes. i love that though i love that story accountability is so important it really is i i have an accountability group as well um with two members from the photographer's voice who helped me out a lot Rebecca and Lee and it is it's just that touch we we touch base every week for 30 minutes it's really short and you know just even just recently I've been delaying and delaying getting started with Facebook ads again because the whole platform has changed and I was putting it to the bottom of the list for months and then I thought right I have to add it to my accountability with Rebecca and Lee and I did that three weeks ago and this morning I finished. So oh, it's, it does work because you it don't does. want to turn up and say, again, I haven't managed to complete my task. You know, there is that shame attached to it. And I kind of, I operate well with shame. Unfortunately, <laughs> That is a driver for me. I'm, I'm a, I'm motivated by fear and shame. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to let anyone down. So I do stuff because I don't want to look. You know, I know some people are reward orientated, so they, I will do this. So I could have said, I'll finish my Facebook ad campaign setup and I will have a day off and have a spa. That doesn't work for me. What works for me is you will be shamed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will think you're awful. <laughs> I would say you might need to work on that, but I guess, I you know. know. <laughs> Terrible. 
I love that. But I also, one thing that you said, like even in the beginning, and you still, you still just own this about yourself is that you're a procrastinator. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one that's like a procrastinator. And maybe that's like a good thing. Maybe I just need to find out how to use that. Yes, it's it's a life. It's been a lifelong battle for me, and so many creatives, right? Is it's rife in the creative industry. I think you know, there's there's type A personalities elsewhere in other industries, but there aren't many type A's in creative in the creative space. We're all procrastinators, <laughs> and it's such a battle. It just it makes you feel so much better when you realize how many people suffer from this. And I do think that if you lean, I, I've I have made friends with my procrastination over the years. It still annoys me, but I also know that from past experience, I always get it done. I will get it done. It will be last minute, and I will stress, and that there will be anxiety. But actually, I work quite well in those situations, so I kind of just don't worry too much about something that's looming. Because I know in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, you're going to do this. So relax. It'll you just get done that in the end. Yeah. <laughs> so Julie, did you, I know that you were a teacher prior to all of this, just from your stories. Um, did you see yourself where you are now in life or what oh, did I you want to be like? Was there like a dream you had when you were a little kid? No, I I could never have imagined that, you know, what I could never have imagined that in, you know, at 43, I would have an online membership site for photographers teaching marketing because that was never, that was never a thing for me at all. So, and when I was at school, although hankering, going back to school, um, I did do a, a media studies class and I so I was always wanting to be a teacher and then I did this media studies class and I completely fell in love with it and I decided that I would go to university and do I thought I would quite like to go into public relations and so I went to university I started this degree and it turned out it was it was kind of a communications degree and in the first year all we did was you know make videos interview people um, analyze films all that kind of stuff and it just was not for me at all so I went back to teaching I, I applied to do a teaching degree and did that and I, I suppose now I think about it I think well it's like my teacher training and that love of communications that early love of communications kind of got together and had a baby and this is where I am <laughs> sure now did. I could never have imagined it. It just, I suppose it's testament to allowing life to just unfold and just be open, like keep your ears open, keep your eyes open and just go where it takes you because you just never know, you know, you can meet one person who can completely change your life and take you in a completely new direction. It's, yeah, it's amazing to think about it. It's awesome how, I mean, I feel like we always take a little pieces from little parts of our life. Like we have to go through those things and for you to be able to see that through line and be able to use all of the pieces that you have collected over the years for this. Like, it's just really fascinating. Yeah. It's my son at the moment, he's trying to decide what he wants to do. And I keep saying to him, you know, he's so stressed about deciding on a career path 
And this is what I keep saying to him. I keep saying, listen, just make a decision for now and be well aware that it's highly likely that that's not what you will end up becoming. And you will, something will happen along the way that takes you in this direction. And then you'll meet someone who takes you in this direction and allow that to happen. You know, there's, I think there are too many people who think I've chosen this, therefore I have to stay in it when, and they're, they're closed off to all of these signs that they're probably coming up against every day that are telling them you could go and do this you know what about this but they're just so like no I chose this I have to stay in this career whereas I yeah I've never really been like that like definitely coloring outside of the lines for sure <laughs> yeah just just kind of excited by new opportunities I suppose and and I think that again that's maybe a create that's more common in the creative space because we tend to be more we tend to be dreamers and we have active imaginations and we have problems with attention <laughs> lots of ADD in this space so I think we are more likely to listen to our intuition and pay attention to signs and try and maybe take some more risks that because what's the worst that can happen right you can go back to a career if you want to yeah. you can go back the way it's no shame in it is there I don't think that we've ever, as I love that you're doing that for your son to give him permission to just, you know, go with his gut and go with, you know, what lights him up in the world. I don't think as kids, we were given that opportunity. We were told like, all right, these are the buckets that you can fit into and you need to choose which one it is. And man, <laughs> it's so it's hard. Strange. And you don't even know what jobs are out there or what That's the opportunities it. are. So and if that was really strong in your childhood, the likelihood is you will probably stick to a path, even if you're not happy in it mm -hmm. forever, which is, and I know a lot of people who, who are in that situation, you know, who hate what they do and really genuinely believe, no, I couldn't possibly go and do something else. You know, I couldn't possibly. And I, and I do understand that in terms of Sometimes there are financial constraints and things, but sometimes it is just a mindset block that we are just carrying along on our back from childhood, which is a sad thing. It really is. So we have most of, from what I've seen, most of the listeners for this podcast are new businesses or they're thinking about running their own business um, or they're in just like the beginning stages of it with i mean you've seen so many newbies out there in the world and i know yes it's photography but i feel like a lot of the things that you teach are foundations for any business yeah, um sure. is there anything in particular that you would um say to any new business that's starting out like just a little words of wisdom from julie oh yeah there's so many things i, I think <laughs> so many things oh, um, if i was to choose the most important couple of things um the first would be simplicity starting with the simplest business you can possibly imagine and making small changes regularly you know so i i think that a lot of people try to niche down in the early days and they have no idea how many people regret that. You know, that is such, that's, 
I think the biggest regret for from lots and lots of different entrepreneurs is they they were told they had to have a niche and they had to get specific. So they got specific and then they felt completely trapped in that because they bought a, a domain name that echoed that very specific niche and they, they created a business name around it and then realized, oh, you know, I actually I would kind of like to expand and now I'll have to do a whole rebrand, you know. So I, I my advice is always to keep your business extremely simple in the beginning and make sure that it allows you to expand and change and do anything you want with it in those first few years because you will want it to change that is a guarantee you will change it so many times and you should be expecting to change welcoming the change changing as often as you want in those early years because no one's looking <laughs> in those early years no one is watching you you know you can do it if I think people think that you can't but yeah be so start simple allow yourself to change your business as often as possible in those early years start with a price point that is simple and comfortable for you because that is the best place to then increase your prices very gradually over time rather than starting with a price point that you are absolutely terrified of and that you will not stand you know you won't be able to stand proudly behind so it's probably the opposite of what some other people would say is you know know your worth know your value and but I actually don't believe that I think that us solopreneurs are better off with a simple product with a simple price a comfortable price because then we can, you know, even a month later, we can say, okay, I'm going to put a little bit onto the price and I'm going to add another product because I feel good with this now. And, you know, maybe six months later, okay, I'm going to up that price just a little bit more and maybe I'll add another product, another service, but start simple and allow yourself to change. Oh, I love all of that. <laughs> I'm going to have to sign up for your membership. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in there. <laughs> the, you know, I have one more one more thing and it I won't go on about it because we kind of talked about it already but the other big big piece of advice I would have is the personality thing is to really sit down and get to know yourself and what you genuinely want not what you think others think you should have or want but what you genuinely want from your business and your life and who you are as a person your values so that you can always make the right decisions in your business and do not try to create a brand that is quirky and extroverted if that's not who you are you know create a brand and a tone of voice that is absolutely who you are because that's the only way you'll have longevity with your marketing oh my goodness so 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 true love that it thank is. you julie only because I've been there, done that, made all the mistakes, <laughs> all of them. Now, I feel like the best way that we can share what we know is what we've gone through. So, um, yeah. yeah, you definitely give so much of yourself in that membership and with all of the people that are involved with it. So thank you, Molly. It's only as good as the members like yourself, <laughs> obviously. And that's the thing, it's the, it's the members who are attracted to my membership. They're just awesome. They're just they awesome. Really are. 
they're positive they want to help each other they don't want to tear anyone down they're not they, they want to share they're just cool people they really are yeah it's just amazing to watch and it it's always amazing to watch like the newbies that come in and they have like those those beginning questions and then even before you're able to answer any of those there's so many members that come in and just scoop them up and say you know you got this it's okay it's lovely it's lovely to see that that's one of the most rewarding parts i think of having a membership site is the seeing what happens in the community when you know, people especially people like yourself um that we, i have there's members i can name off i could run off a whole list of names who I've watched in that membership community go from asking all the newbie questions to being literally being experts themselves and they are answering questions and I'm looking at those answers thinking holy crap like that I that's a better answer than I was going to give and these people were asking proper beginner questions you know maybe a couple of years ago and now they are so confident in their marketing knowledge in their branding knowledge in their business knowledge it's amazing to see and the fact that they're they're then paying that forward is so it's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing that's got to feel really really good yeah it does it does it really does amazing um is there anything else that you want to say about the membership about yourself before we go I could I could listen to you forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to you for hours, Molly. <laughs> no, I, I really, I mean, if, if anyone listening is a photographer, I would love them to come and connect with me on Instagram at the photographer's voice. Um, but really just if, if your listeners are mainly in the beginning stages of their business, I would say just go for it in baby steps but keep making the baby steps. You know, you don't have to make those big giant steps forward. The baby steps, the regular baby steps get you there and they get you there in the nicest way, you know, and it allows you to evolve along the way. So yeah, just don't feel like you have to listen to all the gurus who are saying hustle harder, grow faster, all this stuff. I really believe, I wish that I had that advice when I was just starting out I wish someone had said that to me because it's kind of refreshing to hear it to get that permission to to grow slow and steady yes now that's it it's almost like a relief when you're able to have that permission because I know that there's always like ebbs and flows where there's times where you are hustling you've got to get a lot of work done to get to a certain point but yeah, then of course if you do take those baby steps, then you're able to listen to yourself and really make sure that each step is the right for you and what's, you know, in you and you, you can listen to yourself rather than listen to everybody else out there too. So I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much for spending so much time and giving so much of your knowledge and wisdom to everyone oh I was delighted when you asked me to come on it's amazing it's so nice for, for me to come on and speak to you obviously we have this connection from seven years ago you've been in my membership that whole time so it's kind of lovely to be on and speaking thank you for inviting me on you are so welcome thank you for for doing it <laughs> <Saying yes. laughs> we're having a love in now <laughs> 
All right, it's all getting cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that cheese. <laughs> but I will um, put in all of the information in the show notes so people can connect with you, and I hope that they do. Um, I do know a few photographers that do listen in, even if they are quiet about it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome here. Oh, um, yeah. So. So I'll definitely put those in there and truly just thank you for, you know, everything for the past seven years. You're definitely a huge part of my life, even though maybe you don't see it or you don't know it. It definitely is. We just have to meet in person now, Molly. That's what has to happen. <laughs> I know. I am still, um, I'm still manifesting to come out in September. So like fingers crossed and toes crossed that we can find a good deal that would on be over so there. <laughs> I that know. Feel good. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <I will. laughs> well, thank you, Julie. I truly appreciate your time. And um, we will see you guys next week. And bye, bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us here on Mondays with Molly. If you or someone you know is looking for ways to help your small business find its visual voice in the world, consider booking a brand photography session. This is not your typical photo shoot. We will deep dive into your brand and create purposeful content that helps take out the stress of your everyday marketing. We offer single sessions as well as yearly subscriptions with full brand sessions each quarter. We are as invested in showcasing your brand as you are. For more information and to get started, check out mollyhebda.com and to connect with Molly on Instagram at Molly Hebda Photography. If you got something, anything from this episode, I encourage you to leave a review. And of course, the more stars left, the more we can build this community. And don't forget, subscribe and share. <laughs>